We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me is Jesse. Yo. The sponsor of our hearts this week is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, specifically the live-action one with Jim Carrey. My friend says because this, it is a mood. It is a total mood. My friend says this movie makes her disassociate, which makes me sad because I want to share it with her all the time. Because I'm like, this is one of my favorite Christmas movies, which is funny because when I was a kid, I hated it. I only liked the animated one. But then as I got older, I became the Grinch. So not because <laughs> I hate Christmas. I want to clarify, but I'm just like all those scenes where he's like, "Am I just eating because I'm bored?" Or like <laughs> the. Way- the one where he's like talking about his schedule where he's like six o'clock jazzercise and then um but then it's like it's slowly like dinner with myself i can't cancel that again and then um it's like stare at the ceiling and slip slowly into madness (laughs) solve world hunger tell no one like i just i I feel that whole ass movie in my soul, and like I feel, feel bad for Jim Carrey in that movie because apparently the uh, costume gave him horrifying claustrophobia, and it was like torture to be in it for him. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a nightmare. Also, you had to wear those. I hate con. I hate the feeling of. I don't like to touch my eyeballs. So anytime people wear contacts, I'm just like, I don't know how you do this. Like I, you do it every day, but like, I'm just like, because eh. it's that, or I can't see. I mean, or I wear my glasses, which give me like a fishbowl effect on the edges of my vision, which kind of fucks me up. So, contacts. <laughs> but yeah, I just I think about this movie a lot. I recently we I rewatched it. I had it on in the background while I was finishing up stickers, um, which is a weird background to have stickers being finished too. But like, I was just like, oh. you know, it works. It works. It's like I've been listening to uh, Unraveled. Um, like re-going through the episodes of Polygons Unraveled um, to uh, work on art stuff because the way that he talks fits in the same like cadence as the way my thoughts run in my head and so it just like what if chess made you horny yeah (laughs) or like I just recently watched I watched the one where he tries to um canonize like figure out the entire timeline for the Legend of Zelda including um (laughs) Like, he also includes, like, the, uh, non-Nintendo or, like, sub-licensed properties or whatever, um, which means those, uh, whatever, those, those games, the, the disc, the ones that, like... Famicom. Yeah. And it also included, he pinned the whole universe together on Zelda's Monopoly, um, so quality and he's like rabid by the end the other one that he's like feral by the end of was the kingdom hearts uh timeline and he kept he kept like trying to fit it into like joseph campbell's hero's journey and but then someone would be like no no you've got 365 over 780 drop kick into the sun and he's like why <laughs> so i like just that pure feral come to think of it the grinch is kind of feral too so apparently my brain is just feral and if there's feral going on in the background then it doesn't eat me alive in my own brain and i can focus on something so thank you jim carrey's grinch movie that made some questionable uh choices both story-wise and costume-wise 
for making this holiday terrifying and wonderful. Is that movie on Netflix? I think it is usually on Netflix. I also paid money for it. I think I paid $7 for a Blu-ray of it. That's fair. I'm just thinking. I do not have a Blu-ray copy, but it might be fun to watch it on Christmas Day. Um, Good one. While I'm sewing or something. But anyway, let's move into our pre-salt. I'll get the quick stuff out of the way first. Um, I did Shinryu EX again this past weekend, and this time we got two entire dogs to drop, uh, which leaves two more of us dogless. Um, But hopefully... Now, now, I mean, now it's the holidays, so it's going to be like several weeks before we can reconvene and try again. So hopefully he will be less stingy and we can just get it done. Um, the last run, I, I said, like, because I had plans, so I was like, okay, I can do one more and then I have to log off. And they were like, okay, and that's the run where we almost fell the fuck apart. Like, <laughs> we usually have one at the beginning where we wipe because we don't remember the mechanics and then we just get a handle on it and it's fine. And so we did that, and then this time we just, like, fell the fuck apart at the end, and were, and we almost wiped to Shinryu's in Rage. Um, so that was, that was wild. At least I think that's the Enrage. There's, like, a bit, those of you who have played this fight will know, um, there's a bit where you have to fight both of his wings, because his wings start casting, and one's slightly faster than the other. So you burn down the one that's going faster, and then you burn down the other wing, and then it does tons of damage to Shinryu. Um, and he's casting title roar, and if um, sorry, if he like finishes his cast, I must, I assume that's the enrage, and you just fucking die. But I've never seen it happen so far because this is old content DM. Um, but we only barely managed to clutch it out at the last one. I was like, okay, well, thanks for the run, guys. <laughs> I think we need to be done. Um, so hopefully. In the new year, probably, I will be able to get my dog. It's green. I like it. Um, I've also been doing a lot of sewing. I mentioned on the last podcast that um, my fabric delivery got bumped up to Thursday the 12th, and I was really excited about it. And sure enough, it came on Thursday the 12th. So um, I bought some wool and some velvet to make two capes or close. And I made the wool one first because it was the one that was going to take the the least amount of time. And it was also going to be like the functional because my plan was like functional cape and then fashionable cape. Um, And the velvet's the fashionable one. And the wool one is is like functional because it's really, really warm. And I basically made a a, like Game of Thrones style like cloak with the crossbody straps. Um, I saw that on Twitter. Yes, I posted that one to Twitter. Um... I found a tutorial for it on the internet. I don't remember how I found it, but it was on like the LARP subreddit. Um, and it was pretty easy. There was a couple of changes I made from the pattern that the guy did. One was that I finished my edges because I'm not a fucking savage. Um, he did not. Um, I rolled over my edges and sewed them down. And then I also... Um, instead of, he, he used real leather, I used faux leather because that's what I had. And then I also made, um, channels for the straps to go through instead of 
um, sewing the straps directly to my cloak like he does. Then I can remove the straps, replace the straps, repair the cloak, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I also believe that he sewed his bow fur all the way down along the sides. And for me, when I pinned it down, it kind of looked funny. So I just sewed the top around the neck edge and just let the rest of it hang loose. Um, and I'm really glad I made that because I went to Evermore the next night and I wore it and it was fucking cold that night. It was like 25 degrees by the end of the night, I think. It was cold. Everyone, and it wasn't just me. Like I hung out with some ever ever folk um, later on in the weekend. They were like, "Man, it was fucking cold last night." I'm like, "I know, right? It's crazy. Winter. What is it?" Um, what was also funny about that cloak? I believe I talked about this in the podcast, but when I wore the like fleecy cape that I made with the bow, uh, the wolves of winter were really suspicious of me and kept saying that I looked like an elf. Um, and then when I wore this, I walked up to one of the elves and they suspiciously asked me if I was a wolf of winter. Hmm. And so I was like, it's funny you say that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. We'll just go right into it. Evermore. I went again. You've, we've heard the story before and you'll hear it again. <laughs> um, but it was, this was Saturday night again, the 14th. Um, first thing my friend and I did is we went over to the new Hunter's Hovel. They have their own little guild space now. They're not just hanging out by the fairy fire um, in the gardens. And I walked up and Jasper was already eating a pie and he dropped his spoon on the ground and like put it in his mouth no. to get the dirt off. And no. I was like, Jasper, what are you doing? And he's like, what? And I'm like, that was on the ground and you just put it in your mouth like a savage. And like... And so I heard some people behind me just laughing. I'm like, I've been here for 30 seconds and I've already called Jasper a savage. <laughs> Sir, please. And he was like, he was like, well, look at this dirt on my face. When do you think I last had a bath? And he's like, it was yesterday. And I was like, yeah, you actually look pretty clean, bro. So he got a laugh out of Wait, that. Is Jasper too. the one who was eating during that thing and the night yeah, I turned around Jasper. and was like, I swear to God. <laughs> Yeah, that was Jasper. Yeah, he's always eating. That's his um, character trait: is that he's always eating. He's always hungry. Um, I actually remember my friend making a joke that the spoilers group was never going to be able to shut up about pies after the development with the pies started to really go down. Um, and my, I was like, the spoiler group already can't shut up about pies because there's a running gag about Jasper and pie. <laughs> like, um, this is just going to be worse. Um, I do also have to admit that I thought the pies were a writing mistake for a while. I was like, wow, I hate this. This is really annoying. Um, because basically after a certain point, all your characters turn punch drunk. Um, but it is starting to like pick up and get more sinister now. Um, it was, it was earlier in the week too, but now it's like really getting there. Um, Especially when the video popped up of one of the elves being like, yeah, I force-fed Kyra a pie. It was great. And I'm like, fucking excuse me. What? (laughs) Sir? Um, So, basically, they had to, like... I have noticed something with this season is that a lot of characters are like, don't tell anyone. Or, like, this information doesn't leave this room. Um, People have talked about how they told their friends that something was going on, and then the characters got angry at them for it. Like, they're pretty um, kind of, like, leaning into this whole don't trust anyone, don't tell anyone anything kind of Mm. theme. Um, Interesting. But 
also um when i got there on saturday like fucking everyone was already pie drunk and i'm just like great so i ended up spending a lot of time talking to um sir ron which is the night you mentioned that was like jasper stop fucking eating i swear to god um, <laughs> that's like one of my favorite little side things it's just he's and i haven't really spent a ton of time with with iran um because i'm not a knight and i don't really hang out with the knights that much but um i spent a lot of time with him tonight be- that particular night because he was one of the only sober people there um and so he was like giving out basically quests for more information um some at some point during the night he um went to zodi and was like hey i need you to enchant this sugar with dark magic and something that they introduced during lore is that magics always have a cost um and we still don't know what the cost for bringing kaderan back is so everybody's like what was the cost um and so zodi was like there's a cost and iran's like i don't fucking care do it and um that didn't go over well <laughs> uh zodi zodi has like a group of world walkers that he's particularly close with that he calls the zodiac <laughs> <laughs> um they have special bracelets and everything and so that's how i kind of learned a lot of this information because i wasn't actually there when this happened um there is a video uh, by the way if anybody listening wants to like see some video of this going down and like really understand what evermore is and what it's like um on youtube there's a channel called evermore fans they also have a facebook page if you like that and they post a lot of videos of important scenes to that facebook and youtube page so if you're interested and you or even if you just want to know what the fuck i'm talking about and who these characters are that's a good place to start um so there's a video of this scene on youtube if you're interested Zodi enchants the sugar, um, loses all of his memories, and turns into a total dick. Um, and you you met Zodi briefly during Mythos when you came to visit. He was that guy that was trying to get citizenship um, in Evermore, the oh, guy yeah. that said he was from the Persian monastery or whatever. The guy who had um, the instruments. And he yes, let me he had play the a kalimba, and I've always wanted to play a kalimba. Yeah, he's normally very, very sweet uh, and wholesome and now he's like not he's very he's turned very selfish he doesn't really care about people what have people ever done for him anyway doesn't remember anything um and i mean adding to that apparently earlier in the week he got a tarot reading that was particularly ominous and implied that he was going to destroy the town and so now it's like now it's like oh no that looks like that's happening now um I'm trying to think about other important things that happened. There was a Santa Lucia parade around Santa town. Santa Lucia. Yeah, we sang that even. Santa um, Lucia. Did you eat bread? No, we didn't no. have any bread because the town's starving. But oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> there were light elf pies. Um, and so I was talking to Piper, who was leading the parade, and she had her basket of pies and she was like, I think I'll take one of these to Sir Ron. And so my friend are like, <gasps> and we're like running interference. We're like, Oh, you know, I think the Knights have had enough. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, you don't want them to get too full. Cause then they'll feel sick. I know. Um, I, I, I like, okay. I don't remember how the acolytes came up, but I was like, yeah, you should take them to the acolytes. She's like, and she mentioned, um, brother Anthony. And I was like, Hey friend, um, what, uh, 
what what were the names of the two acolytes that we talked to earlier? And she was like, um, oh, it's it was Brother Anthony and Brother Gregor. And I'm like, perfect, he's here. And so Piper went and gave them pies. And they were really funny. And like, I don't give a shit if the acolytes get poisoned by these things. <laughs> so I was like, I've succeeded. Iran is safe for another night. Um, but I don't care about these two dudes. And they were really funny. They uh, kept talking about going to brussels to eat the communion wafers and i'm just like have any of you have any of you actually had a communion wafer hey so fun fact this is a weird fun fact about jesse's childhood um basically they sell i don't even know if they were communion wafers but they are the same thing as communion wafers but they come in different colors and i had a neighbor who had like a buttload of them and i honestly don't know where they came from but i ate like a buttload of them but they were like they just taste like paper like that's it they taste like paper and somehow young jesse was like fuck yeah paper yeah they taste like paper i'm sorry my computer kind of like froze for a second there um and i missed most of your story oh it was just that i had a neighbor who somehow acquired a bunch of them but they were like different colors and we ate like I mean I think they're just so many they're just unleavened bread so I don't think I don't they're like hard to make I don't know they were just like in those little round wafers like yeah the, like the communion wafers that you put on your tongue yeah the, the ones that kind know, of just dissolve they, were, they had food coloring in them because yeah. I and I don't think like Mormon churches do communion I think that's kind of like more of a Catholic like especially those wafers are kind of more of a Catholic thing um, yeah. But so I was kind of like, have any of you had communion wafers? And Piper answered, no, I have no idea if that's true or not for the actress. My friend was just like, no. And I'm like, they just, they just taste like cardboard. (laughs) As someone who was raised Catholic, I can tell you, they just taste like cardboard. Um, They're just like paper bread. Yeah. Because it's cheap. And so you can afford to give it to your congregation. And I was like, well, they do serve wine with it sometimes. I guess there's that. Um, and then I, I I don't remember a whole lot of what was happening because it was everybody was all over the place. I do remember at one point computer's frozen again. Oh there it goes. Um the one of the acolytes turned his back and was like, What Saint Michael won't know doesn't know won't hurt him. Um there's also a rock, paper, scissors game uh at some point. That was pretty wild. Um it was just they were just all over the place. Um and so I went back to Iran, I was like, I deflected Piper, um, she wanted to bring you pies, but I sent her to the acolytes instead. And so now they're pie-eyed, and he's like, oh, I guess we can't call on them. Not that I was going to, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why would you re- rely on them at all? Um, so I I feel like I was busy the whole night, but not a whole lot of stuff happened, you know? Um, at one point, mm-hmm. I did talk to Faldo. Faldo was really funny that night. Um, I met him very early on when I got to the park, and he was like, yes, I've had pie. It's it's great. Feel great. Want to skip for joy. And I'm just like, do you? Thank it was you. like, the impression I got was that he was trying to act like he had a pie so, that people, so he didn't arouse suspicion, but mm. he's a bad actor. <laughs> like, Faldo the character is a bad actor. Um, don't be suspicious. Don't be don't be suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but later on, when we were alone, he went on to a big, long rant about 
consequences and not understanding the consequences of your action. And I was like, are you using the royal you here? And he like basically said yes. And I tried to prompt him for more specific information and never really got it. Um, that's just how it be sometimes with Faldo. But I'm interested you to see how that, that pan uh, out, pans out. What You know that vine where that kid has the backpack on and he's like, where will you like? Yeah. Where will you like? <laughs> consequences for your action? Love that vine. <laughs> that's what that reminds me of yeah um i a lot happened that night i did a lot of it i learned from other people because i was running around running interference for iran all night um a lot of people that i talked to were really really angry at iran because of the whole zodi thing and i was just like yeah oh the the thing with the sugar he brought it to the concession stand that's how i got involved as i saw him at the concession stand he said make something sweet out of this the, the concession stand people are actually like characters in the in the park in in a way like they aren't really called upon they're kind of like ascended extras i guess but occasionally they are actually they actually do participate in park um like in the story and so he they handed back like some gumdrops and um th- basically these were enchanted and they were supposed to be like the cure um and so he's like okay we need we need like a guinea pig and then we also need to test it on somebody who's never had pie so that'll be me and i'm like okay um and he tested them on uh henry werther's wife marzi and she's just like extremely bobbly as a person so it's kind of hard to tell the difference between her with pie and her without (laughs) um so she ate one and she's like "Mm, it's a little subpar um and she was she was not she was not very impressed with them, and then she wanders off. And then Iran eats one. He's like, "She was right. They are subpar." <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was. Fine. I also think about when I think about him. I also think about how he let the fairy like when we were having braid the hair. games closing thing. Yeah, let the fairy braid his hair. Yeah, he's he's very sweet on the fairies in like a fatherly kind of way. It's really cute. Um. But there aren't a whole lot of fairies in the park right now. It's just Kaderan and Imelda. The other ones went back to Mythos. Um, and their actresses are playing other people in the park right now. So, um, the, but anyway, the, the candies didn't seem to do anything to Iran. And my friend and I kind of argued for a while about whether or not they were doing anything to Marzi. Because it's hard to tell. And I think that was the point. So we went back. We're like, mm. it's hard to tell. And he's like, we need another test subject. And I'm like, okay. And he, somebody mentioned the elves. And he's like, well, I don't want them to, like, go apeshit and start stabbing people. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, yeah. But the worry is that they're going to go apeshit if it doesn't work and start killing people. Uh, and they're capable warriors. And so we're trying to pick people that aren't, like, capable of blowing shit up. And so I'm like, um, Piper, uh, Philander. He's like, oh, you keep picking all the bubbly people. I'm like, well, our options are limited. Um, yeah. And finally, somebody's like, what about the mayor? And he's like, that could work. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I ha- it, it, it hasn't happened as of Monday, um, which was the last night the park was open. I Not a whole lot happened on Monday, as far as I know, except that Kyra flickered out. Um, so that's coming right. back. Um, F in the chat. F's in the chat. Uh, speaking of Kyra, she was punch drunk all night, and she kept like stealing people's weapons. Um, basically she would go up to them and ask for them and they would be like compelled to give them up. And then at the end of the night, the wolves of winter caught her and like brought her back down to earth and, um, gave all the, like took all the weapons away. Apparently the way they 
there's a couple of characters they brought back down to earth and apparently the way they did it is by making them relive painful memories um and apparently the, the Kyra one was particularly harsh because they were like remember how Kaderan lied to you about everything um remember when he turned into the fake king and ruined the entire town like oof <laughs> um but so at the end of the night I kind of talked to her and she, I'm like how are you feeling and she's like sad and I'm like oh, okay <laughs> would you like some chocolate? Would you, can I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> um, except I can't because we're not allowed to give the actors food anymore. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I I think it was it's partially for storyline reasons and also partially because they've started to become afraid of people putting bullshit in the food. Um, yeah, because Jardani very famously was gesticulating with a box of cookies that a guest gave him during Mythos. Um, but another thing that I learned was that Ollie is apparently immune to the effects of the pie, and I'm like, maybe it's just because he's, you know, like that all the time. <laughs> um, but I don't really know. And another thing that I learned from a world vlogger is that last season, um, the acting troupe had a sh- book of, like, collected works of Shakespeare, um, that they were always hanging around with, and people kind of started to realize that parts of the story of lore where um, following the plot of the plays in the book. Um, and so now people are paying really close attention to the books that the acting troupe has. And this year, it not this year, this season is um, Don Quixote. And mm. specifically, there's a segment in the book that's um, bookmarked. And I've never read Don Quixote, so if I'm getting these plot points wrong, it's because I'm hearing them secondhand. Um, so don't at me. But Basically, what this person told me is that the part that's bookmarked is that uh, someone is at a banquet, but every time he goes to eat something, a doctor tells him, don't eat that, it's bad for you. And so he's like, you're going to starve me to death. Seems relevant. Um, Yeah. So my friend is hoping to level up in the Bard's Guild soon, and um, I offered her the What is Madness monologue. I was like, you should should do this for your... Because you have to do a monologue and perform it and get critiqued on it um, to advance in the Bard's Guild. like my drama final. Yeah. And so I was like, you should read this. It's relevant and topical. Um, so that's that's what's going on there. Um, that's your... That, that's what you missed on Glee. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's all I can... Oh, that I kind of mentioned this briefly with my cloak where I was hanging out with the elf and the elf was like, are you a wolf of winter? So I hung out with the elf, talked to her for a little while. One of the wolves saw me um, and my friend and I went up to the mausoleum and he followed us there, got in front of us and then stood in front of the entrance to the mausoleum and just stared at me. And I'm like, hey, um, let's come back later. And my friend was like, yeah. And we just left. <laughs> he was real scary. Later on in the night, he let me in without any trouble though. I don't know what that was about. Huh. Um, maybe he was like, okay, whatever. But yeah, they're they're very suspicious for obvious reasons. Um, and I also might have started something because somebody said they were talking to Humbug, uh, who is one of the satyrs that is guardian for the elves, and he doesn't remember being in in Evermore before. And he kind of said that he's kind of like a phoenix, and he um will like be reborn and all of his memories up to that point have been wiped. And I was like, he's like an automaton. They reprogram him over a couple of years. And everybody's like, 
holy shit, you're a genius. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Um, but something that happened to a couple of characters that have, are kind of pie-eyed is that they will suddenly start acting like robots, almost. They'll start moving with these really, like, jerky movements. I described, I saw Piper do this, and I described it to Iran as a convulsion, because that's kind of what it looked like to me. It looked like she wasn't in control of her body, and she was certainly just, like, randomly jerking. But when I asked her if she was okay, she was like, what? I'm, nothing happened. I'm fine. Like, it was really weird. Yeah. Um, she was not the only one doing it, though. And it, the videos I saw of other characters doing it were less extreme. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, but somebody mentioned, they're like, so I, so I said the word automaton, and everybody's like, they're, they're acting like robots. Um, somebody else said maybe that they're acting like toy soldiers, because Nutcracker, you know, they were kind of, they kind of, yeah, likened to, there was a couple of things they likened to Nutcracker, but I can't remember the post anymore. Um, and then I'm just, I think the next time, I won't be able to go this weekend, but the next time I go, I'm going to grill Gafruk, one of the other uh, satyrs for information, because he, um, I asked the wolves about their war, and I asked him about their war, and he corroborated the wolves' story, but in a way that made it seem like it was the wolves' fault, and it's all just a horrible misunderstanding. And I'm kind of like, and he also, like, Anything that would incriminate him, he answered really vaguely and wouldn't elaborate on. And so I'm like, hmm. So I'm going to kind of see if I can grill him for more information. But it's hard. I'm not very confrontational or pushy, even in the park, let alone out of out in real life. So it's hard for me to like really pump characters for information sometimes. Um, but, I mean, sometimes you can just bother people into submission. So maybe I'll try that <laughs> Um, that's my pre-salt. Alright, kids. I have been a boring, boring person this past. I, I like, noted to somebody, I'm like, I haven't booted up 14 in so long. I did the other day because one of my, um, the person I got in the Starlight Exchange for the, like, drawing each other's Warrior of Light, um, through the moderator had asked for like more pictures of Sappho's face. So I had to boot up and take pictures of Sappho's face. And I was like, God, I just really want to play. But I was good because I had deadlines. I, so I, I haven't just... played very much either. I played Shinryu EX and then I logged in last night for like an hour. And that was it. Yeah. I, I'm, I live in fear of when I go back and I'm terrible because I haven't played in so long. But I'm trying to be responsible. So... But I did get closer pictures of Sappho's face, and I sent them off, and I was like, let me know if they need anything else. So, um, I have not played video games. I have watched a Charlie Brown Christmas Carol, uh, and, or Charlie Brown Christmas, it's Christmas Charlie Brown, like, six million times, because it's comfort sounds. Um, and I'm gonna try and watch more Christmas movies in the, watch is a vague, what I mean, I'm gonna put them on <laughs> in the background experience yeah because i feel like i haven't been doing very much christmas stuff uh my my mom didn't my you know my friend who's living with me she did buy my friend a sock a stocking and was like decorate this and i'm like why why me um so i sewed a tube <laughs> and then uh because it's hard to put fabric paint on like uh furry stuff would not recommend so i sewed a tube and then 
I flipped the tube inside out and like hand stitched it down with big ass embroidery thread so that it looked like all, you know, homey. And then used some puff paint on it to, uh, and glitter, you know, to put her name on it and stuff. And then my mom's like, you did this backwards to all the other stockings. And I'm like, well, that's not my problem. You asked me to do this and I did this thing for you. And then <laughs> you asked me to do these things. And then, uh, so, it, but it's done. Um, and I hit a bunch of deadlines. So I got people's stuff done. I, um, finished all my stickers for the next order. And then I, um, my last day at work at this particular job is tomorrow as of recording. So the 19th, uh, and then I have a couple more deadlines to hit before the, and then on the 20, the, the 20th. Yes. My mom is like, oh, we're going to your sister's for dinner. And that was it. That was the whole, that was the conversation about it. So I guess I'm going to my sister's for dinner and I have a couple more secret Santa stuff, things to get done. And I'm just like, I've made a mistake because I haven't been able to like, I haven't done anything holiday, haven't really had like open weekends. Ah, I did go to a Christmas party with friends. In my notes, it says I didn't do anything. So I'm trying to think of stuff to do that I did. Um, I went to a Christmas party with that my friends were having at their house and it was D&D themed. So we got there and they gave us all a thousand XP. Um, and then we played a bunch of, we got to decorate swords. I should have picture, put a picture of my sword on uh, Twitter. But we got to decorate swords and um, then we could carry them around all night. I sent Kay a video of me being a red mage because I found this golden cup and I was like, oh, it's my focus. And then I just put <laughs> the cup around on the end of the sword and well, bam, I'm casting. Um so that was kind of funny, but, uh, we did a thing where, like, they had made these goblins, and they were on boxes, and then you had to shoot the boxes with, like, a bow and arrow. Um, they, they were, you know, dull. You just had, you were trying to knock the goblins over. Um, and we, so for every game, we all rolled for initiative, uh, so we, to figure out an order that we went in. Um, so that was pretty fun. And then we played, uh this game where it was a big ass, it was a present that was wrapped a lot. <laughs> so it ended up being like a pin at the end. Um, but it was in this huge ass box that had been wrapped inside of a box, inside of a box and you know how it goes. Um, and basically the game is that the person who was trying to unwrap the gift had to wear, uh, Christmas stockings on their hands. And, um, the person to the left of them had like a little dice thing and they were trying to roll doubles and um the person had to stop rapping when the other person rolled doubles and then it like went on and whoever put their hand on the present like first in within their time um got it and like it started off like a huge box as i said and then it ended up being a like a pin so um it there was a lot of stuff i Hulk ripped the ribbon off of it. There were like several ribbons all tied in all these knots around the whole thing. And I was like, please, y'all haven't met my mother and how she wraps Christmas gifts with the world's tightest ribbons. So I just like, I I don't know how else to describe it. I just Hulk ripped it off and I was like, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> Passed it around. Um, 
and at one point like the paper was glued to it and it was so hard to get the paper off because you had mitten you had stockings on your hands so they were all slippery um and you couldn't like grab onto the paper it was it was fun uh then we played a game where we we had to try and guess what the D&D monster was like they had a picture of it and then our job was to guess what it was i didn't know any of them so um i just came up with names for them <laughs> So I was like, um, I'm like, this one's name is Tim. Um, it got to the point where there was like one that looked like a brain. I think it's the intelligence, intelligence eater or something like that. Uh, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it just looks like a brain. They're mind, they're like the pets of mind flayers. Um, and I was like, it's a brain named Brian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're like jesse no uh when when we got to uh there's like an evil bag of holding called like the bag of devouring or something and it's just like a sack with teeth and i was like the star of the movie teeth and they're like jesse no um someone there were 10 of them and someone got eight of them and another person got seven of them so uh, a, a lot of people got them. Me and my friend uh, who lives with me, both of us didn't know any of them, so we just made up our own names for them. Um, which is, in my opinion, just as fun. And then we did a D&D Mad Lib. And the whole time we were surrounded by a bunch of Christmas lights and stuff and eating good food. Um, one of my friends made two cakes, and I was like, you know what? Fuck, fuck, like, you know, be an adult and, like, forget your eating problems and just try their cakes because they worked hard on them right also they smelled fucking amazing um so they were bunk cakes so i just like took a little you know little slice one of them was um like a butter rum cake and the other one was like a pumpkin spicy thing or gingerbread spice with like cream cheese inside of it like marbled inside um holy shit I bit into them and I like I was like oh so then I went to find my friend um because she was in like another room with her kid who was using her as a jungle gym you know, as, <laughs> as kids, kids do, do. <laughs> and uh I was like bro bro I tried your cakes and tears came out of my eyes <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh thank you and I was like they were so good bro bro um and, like, later that night, I was, uh, I asked her if I could braid her hair, because I miss braiding hair. I love having short hair, but I miss braiding hair. Um, she's like, yeah. And, uh, I was like, oh, you have a lot of tangles right now. And she's like, yeah, I spilled Irish cream in my hair earlier because my <laughs> daughter jumped me. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, your hair smells really good. And she's like, thanks, it's the Irish cream. <laughs> but, uh. It was, I don't know, it was a fun time. We all took a picture together. One of um, one of the hosts, he dressed like Santa. Um, and we all had a good time. And it was just fun to be dorky and with friends. And, like, we're all just, like, the fucking most adorable people. <laughs> I don't know. It's nice to have friends like that. I do have a story, but I don't know if the person would kill me for telling this story. Like it's you guys don't know her and I would never say her name, but it's such it's like the world's wildest story. Maybe I'll maybe I'll ask her and then tell it next uh, time. Yeah, tell it next time because it involves a spider and like 
when you're like home alone in your apartment and you catch a spider, but oh my god, you're naked, but then you can't move. So I cried a little bit laughing so hard, uh, but I will ask her if she's okay with like if I tell it with no names or anything, um, just because I have like huge respect for people. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I'm sorry I'm so uninteresting this week. I will be filming that um, Fire Emblem girls who are going who I want to throw me into the sun video. I wrote a script for it to keep me somewhat on track. Because as you've realized from listening to me podcast, I am a rambler and I get off track so easily. So I wrote a script. Uh, it's just kind of like notes, but they're in order of how I want the video to go. It's going to be top five because I overestimated how many women there are. <laughs> and I set um, parameters because I also... It was either... It was either, like, I have way too many to go through or, like, not enough for 10. So I went not enough for 10 and left out um, the, uh, like, I got rid of the church people because I'm not about that life. Um, and all the bad guys and stuff because I'm like, I I don't have time to go through all of this. Um, so it's just playable characters from the three houses. Um, and then, of course, Byleth is out because you're Byleth, basically. So... Uh, there. That is my um my parameters for the video. So hopefully I'll be able to record that someday. I'm I'm hoping to do it this weekend, um, and then edit it. Like I said, the sound will be the same as my sound on the podcast, but the video quality will be not so great. But you know, I just thought it would be a fun extra, um, and people seemed interested. So I'll be doing that, and that's all my pre-salt. Okay, moving into the salt. I got travel anxiety, y'all. I'm getting on a flight tomorrow night. Uh, I I didn't talk about this at the time that it happened because I was emotional about it, but now I can talk about it. Um. I have, like, a usual boarding place that I take Harvey when I go out of town um, because she has medication and can't be left alone for too long. And she's old. She's getting old, guys. She's, like, 11. She's old. She's an old lady. Um, but I didn't get... My, my parents didn't really nail down our Christmas plans until quite late this year. And so I didn't get my... Um, my like flight information until like the second week of November or something. And so when I started calling, when I called to like set up the boarding appointment for my cat, they were like, Oh, we're full on those dates. And I was like, which has like never happened to me before. Cause usually they don't really take that many cats. Um, but I guess a lot of people with cats just had to go to town this, this Christmas. I don't know. It's not their fault, but it sucks for me. Um, so I started calling other places and a lot of them were like, oh, we don't give cats medication, which, like, <sighs> I didn't necessarily ask this because I didn't want to be a jackass. But to me, it, it seems like they're willing to to force a pill down the mouth of a 100-pound dog. But an 8-pound cat, that's just too difficult. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Like, the implications of that statement is that they give medicine to dogs. What the fuck? I, so, like... And, like, <laughs> I understand that cat bites are serious business and that their claws are disgusting but also i mean when i have to clip harvey's toenails because she fights me on that 
I just wrap her in a blanket and she yeah. can't do anything. She is powerless. And all she does is scream until it's over. And I let her go. So if you're really concerned about it, you could just wrap her in a towel or something. She weighs eight pounds. Like she's a very she small cat. Um, so it, it's such a strange thing. So I had to call like 15 places before I could find one that would take my cat. And when I called them, it was like, Hey, she has medication. Is that going to be a problem? And they're like, that should be fine. And I'm like, it fucking better be now that you've taken my boarding appointment. Like another place I called, they were like, we're not taking new clients at the time. And I was like, is this, is this a long-term boarding facility? Like this is, I didn't call a vet by accident. Did I? And they're like, no, no, you called the right number. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of sounds like you just don't want to board cats. Um, it was, it was such a nightmare. And so I'm already kind of stressed about that because like, if this, if I get to this place and they call me a liar and say that they never okayed the medication thing, I don't have a backup plan. Like all my friends live way out in different counties and they wouldn't be able to babysit. So that sucks. And I can't leave her at home. So I guess I would just stay home. That's not yeah, fun. Sorry, parents. <laughs> like, yeah, I, and I, I know that my parents would be like, she's just a cat, leave her alone. I'd be like, you wouldn't, you would never hear me say that about your dog ever, ever just saying. Yeah. Also no, but I mean, most likely I'm just being paranoid and it's not going to be a problem, but there's that fear, you know? Yeah. So, and it's a different boarding place than I'm used to. So of course I'm anxious about leaving Harvey there. Um, although they're very highly rated on Google and I don't anticipate any problems. Um, but you know, she's my baby. Yeah. So she, she, I love, you mentioned how old she is. Cause I forget. Cause then you send me pictures of her in box, like kitten. And like, I tell that baby? story of her taking a running leap and crashing into my window blinds. <laughs> baby. Yeah. She's still kind of a doofus, but she's my doofus. Um, and so I'm just really anxious about that. And I, I always get anxious traveling, whether it's driving or flying. I worry about my luggage. I worry about getting there. I worry about missing my flight if I'm flying. Um, I worry about checking in. I worry if I'm staying at a hotel. I worry about bed bugs. Like I just have so many anxieties about traveling. Um, and once I'm there, I'm usually fine. And then once I get home, I'm fine. And, but I just until then, I'm just anxious. But instead of like packing my bag, like I probably should have tonight. Um, my brain was like, hey, you remember how you were on Etsy earlier today and you saw that really cool crocheted scarf that looked like a dragon wing wrapped around the person's shoulders? And I'm like, yeah. My brain's like, you could make that right now if you wanted to. And I'm like, shit, you're right. <laughs> and it took me about an hour to make a pattern. And um, I cut out um, just one layer because I'm going to line it with some fleece forevermore for warmth. Um, but I have to get some fleece, which will probably not happen until after Christmas. But I took me about an hour to make the pattern, fit the pattern, and then cut it out of that sc- fancy scale fabric that I talked about um, a while back. That's like the it's it's if anybody wants to look it up to see what it is, it's the Yaya Han metallic knit something or other with scales on it. Um, 
it's a pretty cool looking fabric. It's very expensive. Um, I've had it in my closet for so long and I, now I'm almost out of it, but I'm keeping all the scraps cause I'm like, I could use this for accent fabric. It was expensive. Um, so I think I got it with a coupon probably, but it's still just like the, the Yaya yeah. Han brand of fabrics have some interesting fabrics that you can't really find like those prints or whatever anywhere else, but they're too expensive for what they are for the most part. At least this fabric is qu kind of high quality. It's like a thick, uh, knitted fabric with a texture on top um but like hold on oh sorry i just have to say that um i don't know if you can hear it, but it's definitely showing up in my recording that uh my nephew is staying with us right now and my mom bought him some kind of um remote control airplane thing and it's going in the background. I am so sorry, everyone. Okay. Um, I checked my recording and yeah, it's there. So, and now there's a dog barking and also my dad can't speak at a normal volume. So it'd be sorry, like that everyone. sometimes. Sorry. Continue. Okay. Anyway, I was thinking that I should get more of that fabric because I really, really like it. Um, and it's kind of nice to have around for accent fabrics and whatnot. Um, and now all of a sudden it's really hard to find. <laughs> So I went on, I, I bought it at Joanne Fabrics, but when I went on the Joanne Fabrics website, like, damn near every store near me is out of the stuff. It's not available for shipping from joannes.com, and the nearest mm. store that has it is in fucking American Fork 25 miles away. So, um, just for for your uh, concept of space, Jesse, American Fork is on the way to Evermore. So it's like, oh. it's way down there. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, that really sucks, because I would like to get some more of it. But we'll fucking see, I guess. A lot of those Yaya Han-like scale-type fabrics are kind of getting hard to find. And I'm not sure if it's because they've just, like, they're just kind of running low on them for now, and they're going to restock, or if they're trying to phase it out, you know? Um, sucks for the Evermore people if they ever decide to rework, uh, if they ever need to repair Henry Worthen's cloak, because it is made out of that fabric. <laughs> yeah, they'll just have to make a new one. They'll have to make a new one. Um, but... Other than that, um, the last thing I had is that I've been think I've been thinking about Evermore because it's all I think about now because I'm obsessed. Um, is that like I'm not sure if I want to stick with the Bards because I joined the Bards I think last time I was there, um, not this past weekend but the weekend before, and it was fun and all. But now, but it doesn't really like match the aesthetic I'm going for with my costumes, mm -hmm. and so I'm like I really just want to go back to the Dragon Trainers, but like. They introduced a new wolf, and it's Kaida. <laughs> like, oh. her actress is clearly available, but she's playing a different character. And I think the other actors are also playing different characters. And so I'm just like, but they couldn't bring back the dragon trainers, huh? <laughs> and that's frustrating. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm just frustrated about it. Because I'm like, is, like, is there every, ever any plans to bring those characters back? Like, just tell me. Because... Like a lot of, and it's not just me. I, I I talked to someone over the weekend that's been staying loyal to the Dragon Trainers that ranked up several times during Mythos, and is now stuck because they're just gone, and we have no idea when they're coming back, um, and or if they're coming back. But then, if they do come back, what motivation do I have to stay loyal to the Dragon Trainers if they're just going to disappear for a year again? Yeah. Um, so I think maybe I'll join the Hunters because that's like as close as it's going to get to the aesthetic I'm going for, because I'm kind of, like, doing, like, a, a ranger-type costume, because that's just my aesthetic TM for fantasy. 
um, and stick with that. So, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm just really frustrated with how they've handled the Dragon Trainers Guild. I don't, if they, if they couldn't get those actors back for whatever reason, I've heard rumors that the dragon puppets are kind of falling apart. Um, and maybe that's part of it or that they were very hard on the actor's hands, which also I, I fully am able to believe that's puppetry. That's rough on anyone. Yeah. Um, and if they're not able to rework those puppets, I don't see why they couldn't just not have them out for a while. Say they're molting or something. Um, I don't know why they can't have some other character play as a representative of the Dragon Trainers Guild so that people can level up if those actors don't want to come back for a little while. But yeah, I don't, I just wish that they would handle their absence a little better where, so that people could still level up in the guild even if the main three aren't there. There should be like a representative or something. That's basically it. I, I just will continue to be salty about the Dragon Trainers Guild, um, for ages. There was also, I remember somebody on the Facebook group went to the Pirate Soiree and, uh, Aiden showed up and was like, will the Dragon Trainers still have a place in Evermore? And he's like, bruh, people have died (laughs) while you were hiding away in Drakenhaven. You don't have anything to say about them. You don't have any way to say, like, hey, how can I help? Like, no, you just want to know if you're going to have your spot back. Bruh. Bruh. Yeah. (laughs) So there's been plenty of salt among people in the group for that. But that that and weapons seems to be, like, the main salt points for (laughs) Evermore. I... For people not in the know, uh, Evermore, if you bring, like, a sword or an axe or something, they zip-tie it to your belt. Um, staffs are okay, you just have to promise not to brandish them. And they can be made out of wood, which I think is why a lot of people are really salty about the swords thing, is because they can't, like, oh, like, that guy can have his wood staff with the metal end, but I can't hold my sword in my hand. Um, if I brought a staff to Evermore, it would be made of cardboard. It would just be that, you know, I took that picture of me with the fucking, um, the tube. The tube? From the wrapping paper. <laughs> Behold, my mighty quarter staff, a tube. Um, but, like, uh, people uh, people routinely get salty about it. Um, and it does add, lead to some kind of weird moments where, like, in the Knight's Guild you have to demonstrate sword techniques and, like, postures, but you can't use your own sword that's tied to your belt, so you have to borrow the actor's sword. Like, it is kind of weird and i admit that but it's a liability issue because people already interfere with scenes without having swords and i can only imagine how much more dangerous would be if somebody ran in and slapped tip top in the face with his foam sword because then the actor could get hurt the actor's costume could get damaged it's just but like i I spent hours arguing with this guy last night about it um because he didn't like people already don't know how to fucking act and yeah. then he's gonna. This person's gonna fucking say they need swords. And he to... was like, "Well, th- well, common sense." And I'm like, "Common sense isn't as common as you seem to think it is." <laughs> like that's yeah. the problem. Yes, common sense dictates that people should be able to behave themselves, but they don't, and they can't. And most people in the group kind of agree with me. Like they they agree with him too. And I and I also do. I am sympathetic to his point, where it is kind of stupid that these wood staffs are allowed, but foam swords have to be zip tied to your belt. But, like, I also understand where Evermore is coming from, where if they loosen the sword rule at all, it would just become a huge headache for them to deal with. So yeah. I I don't think there's any fixing it, unfortunately. And that's kind of when I decided I was done with the argument. That's kind of what I said was I was like, there's no fixing it. They're not going to fix it. It's a bummer, but what can you do? And he was like, all right, whatever. So 
yeah, it's just, but that, that post comes up every couple of months and we have to go through this argument again and again and again. And I'm like, bro, just let it go. Just let it go. Just don't bring a sword if it upsets you that much. Like, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you can make a sword with your imagination. Imagination. <laughs> Since we're all playing pretend anyway, yeah. Like, I he was crying. People, like, like, people are like crying about their immersion because they can't draw their swords. And like, you know what's going to break my immersion is if you slap Tip Top on the face with that sword, and you get dragged yeah. out by security. <laughs> That's going to break my immersion. People are so weird. Yeah, people don't know Evermore etiquette, let alone LARP etiquette. Like, I just don't like this. The the idea of allowing people to wave swords around just kind of makes me anxiety. <laughs> makes me feel a yeah. single anxiety. Um, but well, yeah, I'm sure that that argument's gonna get rehashed a bunch of times. That kind of I went off on a tangent there, but that's my salt. Oh no, you can fucking tangent away, girl. I am, I am here for. I after I just said that the reason I had to write a script for that video was because I fucking tangent all the time. <laughs> um, I told Kay and I wrote in the doc that uh, probably no one wants to hear me be salty about Star Wars because you guys are probably gonna see it on Friday or after Friday. And I read spoilers because I don't care. Um, so, and I'm not really salty per se. I will say this. It's fucking bizarre to me that Disney has more money than I could possibly even fathom. But like, you know, trying to make a coherent story? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, uh... I, th I think about people who spend 10 years trying to get a book published and how many times they have to, like, rewrite their book, basically. I and see you it. also watch that Lindsay Ellis video. Yeah, but I mean, like, in general, because I also watch a video by a, um, she's basically a publisher and an editor, uh, and she talks about, like, basically what, um, like, what things get published. She focuses specifically in YA, um, but she specifically talks about, like, okay, what things get published, what things don't, how long it takes, what the behind-the-scenes process is like, why it's like this. Um, and so, like, I just think about how, <coughs> like, people go for fucking years trying to finish their, like, and this isn't, like, your magnum opus. This could just be, like, your first novel. Um, and they don't have the cushion money to be working on this stuff. But, like, Disney... Who owns the world, basically, now. It really fucking upsets me. Sorry, everyone. Um, it's my... It's, it's Disney yelling time. That, uh, Disney fucking owns everything and nobody seems to care. It, I... I'm at work and these co-workers are, like... Like, d kissing the ground that Disney walks upon. And I'm like, are you guys okay? Are, are y'all okay? Like, I... I just... It's like, maybe I'm just old and bitter now but they're older than me i don't understand it's so bizarre they're talking about how disney could never do them wrong and blah blah blah, blah. i specifically think about um also the fact that the that new interview dropped about why like elsa is not a lesbian and they're like we put her through a myers-briggs test and she's not ready for a relationship and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> That is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Um, 
like just just say that you're too afraid to lose money even though you're a multi-million billion dollar fucking company to make a character gay because you're cowards like just say it we all know it's true yeah Jesus. Like, like, they, they have enough fuck you money in the world to do whatever they wanted at this point and they won't because they just want to make more money because they're greedy. And they don't even pay their fucking employees a good wage anyway. Like, Disney employees are always striking and shit. I just... I get so frustrated. So I think part of my frustration with the Star Wars series is also just, like, my current frustration with... I, I told my I told my friend, like, I listen to K-pop, but I don't like the K-pop fandom. Or I read Marvel comics, but I don't particularly like the Marvel fandom because it's so, like, entwined with the Disney fandom, and I just don't want to touch that. I I can't. I can't touch it. Like, and I'm not here to say that all fans are fucking terrible, crazy people, but it's, it's not fans individual. It's fans as the fandom as a whole. Capital you know F fans. Capital F fans, exactly. Um... So I don't know if that's just killed my enthusiasm for, like, even the thought of, like, going to see another superhero movie. I'm like, I don't care. And I I think that's just, I don't, I don't want to give Disney my money. I not, like, people are like, are you watching The Mandalorian? Fuck no, I'm not. Don't care. I, they have enough of my money. I'm not buying Disney Plus. Like, it's can't not happening. Me. Can't make you me buy can't Disney Plus. Making. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And I'm already bad at... I am also so fucking busy watching Chinese dramas, so fuck you. Um, (laughs) I am busy watching thousand years of pining gay Chinese dramas. Get out of my chilies. Um, And so I don't have time for Baby Yoda. Uh, Actually, Baby Yoda is pretty cute. Uh, I will say his character design is pleasing. Um, even though he's not really big. I revealed to one of my coworkers that he's not actually Yoda because he was confused. He's like, what? I'm like, he's the third of the species of Yoda, but like, he's not Yoda. And my friend was so upset. And I'm like, well, what do you want them to fucking call him? The third of his species? Like the third of the Yoda species? Baby, third of the Yoda species is just too long. Um, my uh, coworker insisted that I couldn't possibly be correct about um, the about the Yoda alien not being a named species and i'm like no there's no name for them and like but she had to google it because she didn't believe me did she get to see yaddle i always yes well she knew about yaddle which is the funny part but she didn't know about she didn't know that yoda species species doesn't have a name and i do think about that one george lucas interview when he's like it's a frog So, yeah, I did get to break someone else's joy. Um, but, yeah, I know Jesse has forbidden knowledge about Star Wars now, and I'm like, God, I wish I could wash out my brain. <laughs> I saw a couple of other people on Twitter talking about how it sounds like a nightmare. So, I mean... Yeah. Like, like I said, I won't spoil anything. I just... I, I mean... The just it's so funny. I will say this one thing where like they don't have a transition and Star Wars has this problem a lot. I think one of the ones that slapped me in the face the hardest was actually um Empire Strikes Back uh has this problem where like they skip ahead and you are given this credit role that's very the sequelitisy and has um, a lot of information that happened off screen. Um, 
that happens again. Except Empire Strikes Back was the second movie, and uh, this one, The Rise of the Skywalker, is the third movie. And it just seems kind of weird to introduce a whole ass plot point at the beginning of the last movie of your trilogy. But I don't know. I'm not a writer. Um, I mean, I am, but n- not one that anyone cares about. So, Someone did point out that uh, Abram is very good at copycat. Uh, now that, I'm not saying this as a like derogatory thing against him, but he's very good at like copying other stuff. And in his own words, he said he's better at starting stuff than he is at finishing stuff. He never knows how to end stuff. Stares directly into the eyes of Lost as Lost stares back at me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Why do people always forget about it? It happens. Everybody uh, wants to forget about it. That's absolutely certain. Um, but, and I, I think that that Lost doesn't know how to end stuff. Nature kind of shows. Um, that's enough for my vague. Because it's, it's so hard to not spoil it and be vague as fuck. Like, even the film critics' reviews were like, God, I want to tell you what happens, but I cannot legally tell you what happens. <laughs> um, which is so funny to me. But, uh, like, the people will still go to see this movie. Disney will still get their money out of it. That's all they fucking care about. Um, and that... I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about... I'm torn because part of me just loves entertainment, but the other part of me is just like, it's this, this particular thing. God, it makes me sound so pretentious though. It's just Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's just, kind of a fine line to walk because technically movies don't have to be good. There's, there's nothing that obligates them to be good, yeah. but if you combine it with all the Disney monopoly bullshit, it does just kind of make it sting that much more if it's not good on top of it. Yeah. It just feels hollow, and these people don't care about the series. Um, I don't think that pleasing fans always is the way to go, but I also feel like this wasn't on on purpose challenging fans. It was just, like, a hot fucking mess, and they were like, well, people will come see it anyway because it's Star Wars and Rip Disney. Um, So that's how I feel about that. It also kind of feels like, you know, when you stop believing in Santa as a kid. And, like, that's how I'm starting to feel with a lot of the things that I cared about. Um, like, a lot of the, like, I I, I guess, um, a lot of the things I was originally super into. Uh, except for Star Trek. I still like Star Trek. I'm glad Quint- Quentin Tarantino dipped on Star Trek. He was going to direct the newest one. I yeah i know and uh so quentin tarantino can only direct quentin tarantino films yeah and he was gonna do it but then he dipped he said i want to work on more indie movies and i was like thank jesus lord in heaven like even if there's not another star trek movie i don't care because i avoided the quentin tarantino one um (laughs) you know that feel uh actually i really enjoyed um the one that came out um, the the last one, God, not into darkness, but the, <laughs> yes, because I know a lot of people gave that one shit, but I think that, you know, they already set a different tone for that movie, um, 
And so, you know, might as well for that particular iteration. And people always get on me about, like, the new Star Trek movies. And I'm like, bro, I watched the entire original series and all of the original series films. That's right. I watched Star Trek The Motion Picture, probably the world's most boring fucking movie. Don't at me. I'm right and you're wrong. Um, Most people don't like that one. Yeah, I don't care. The ones ones that people like are um, The Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock. Boy, I think it's the voyage home, the one with the whales. Yeah. Um, and then like first contact. Yeah, those are those are the good ones. And anybody who tries to tell me it's just because I don't, I'm not intellectual, and that's why I don't like the motion picture can eat my entire ass. I spent five minutes staring at the screen, slowly zooming in on the Enterprise, just silent and fucking in, like, just staring at it. And I know it's supposed to establish how much Kirk loves the Enterprise, but we all fucking know how much Kirk loves the Enterprise. Sorry, everyone. Um, apparently I've been carrying that. No, I have opinions about Star Trek. I just haven't watched the movies in so long. I mostly have opinions about The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Yeah, I, I definitely am the... Together with... K and I's powers combined, we have a deep knowledge, a deep approximate knowledge of all Star Trek. Come at us, we're ripped. <laughs> I was just thinking about, we saw the uh, the cat creature when we were doing that D&D game that I talked about earlier. We saw this um, one cat creature, and one of my friends revealed to me, because, and, and I know a lot of people probably know this, but uh, Adventure Time was based on um, D&D games that the creators were playing. Um and I, I think it was a D&D game is what it started as. Um, and kind of like, be, so that that character of the cat that has kind of like two tails and sort of guesses Finn and Jake's name. Um, and he says, I have approximate, approximate knowledge. knowledge is many things. <laughs> yeah, that cat is an actual creature from D&D. So I, and I learned that um, at the party. So that was kind of a fun little thing. Because uh, all of my friends at once went, I have approximate <laughs> knowledge of many things. Um, which is kind of funny because a lot of them work at a library and that's kind of what a librarian is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm salty about capitalism once again. This bitch empty, yeet. Um, but that's that's all my salt. All right, well, we do not get any imported salt this week. Um, if you'd like to send any in, then feel free. Our DMs are open at Podcast Salt. Um but aside from that, where can we find you on the internet, Jesse? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and Filthy Magic User on Twitch and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade and on Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Uh, you can find the podcast, as I said, on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. And you can find our wayward co-host and editor, Jake, on Twitter as at Jake uh, Lionheart and underscore Lionheart. I... Mm, it's not like I've said it a hundred times. <laughs> I mean, we all, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those <laughs> Every days. day I get emails. Um, <laughs> Every day I get emails. Um, you can find the podcast and listen to it anywhere you get podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Fireside, it works. Um, if you like our show and want to help us out, consider contributing to our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash salt report. And remember, kids... Keep that sword zip tight to your belt. <laughs> I guess. Keep it. Keep zip it there. Tied. No, 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 break the zip tie. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>